praise the Lord. This very afternoon, I just want to talk to you about something that is very important. My name is Reverend Mark Osei Champon of Calvary City Chapel. This very afternoon, I just want to come to you and share something that is fundamental, something that is important something that will help us to understand the, the enormous implication of what Jesus said in the book of Mark chapter number 16 after he has resurrected. It is important that I try to um, project, so to speak, or try to um, bring some sort of understanding about what Jesus did about the disciples and the fellow individuals that after his reason that we're supposed to carry out the, the story or they were supposed to go and tell people that he is no more in the grave what they did and for the fact that they did not follow every everything that Jesus expected them to do to the latter. It's important that we do not walk in doubt. It is important we do not walk in unbelief. It is important that we do not walk in, we do not let our mindset be pervaded with thoughts of unbelief and disbelief. But we believe everything God has said. Remember, everything that occurred with Jesus, he spoke about it before the occurred. He told his disciples that the Son of Man will be killed and for three days he would come back after the grave. So he has already uh, predicted his reason. He has already predicted his resurrection. So it was very important for them to understand what he's saying. But for some reason, for some um, situation that it's beyond my understanding, so to speak, that did not they did not carry out to the latter. So before I go on in this Calvary podcast, I just want to pray with you. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Let understanding come. Let the power of God be released. Let the spirit of God be released. Lord, as I do this podcast, I pray that as many that will listen, let their life never be the same. Let them not walk in unbelief. Let them not walk in doubt. I prayed in the name of Jesus Christ, that Father, let every spirit of doubt and unbelief be broken out of their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I give you praise and I give you glory. Amen. Welcome to Calvary Podcast. My name is Reverend Mark Osea Champon of Calvary City Chapel, Lynchburg, Virginia. Now, I just want to read to you the book of Mark chapter 16, just to form the basis of what I'm just going to teach about or what I'm going to talk about. In Mark chapter 16, I read in verse number 1, And when the Sabbath was over, Mary Madeline and Mary, the mother of James and Salem, bought spices that they might come and anoint him. Mary Madeline was a woman that was delivered from with seven demons that was in her that Jesus casted away. She was a friend to Jesus afterwards. So they and the other people and bought spices. They wanted to come and anoint the body of Jesus Christ. 
Verse number two. And very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. Verse number three. And when they were and, and, and they were saying to one another, Who roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? Verse four. And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away. The stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. Now, you have to understand that Jesus was the lamp of God that took away the sins of the people. Jesus said, I have the power to lay down my life and to pick it back. And so when they came closer to the tomb, the stone had been rolled away. All he said, all that was prophesied before time has come to pass. All that they said about Jesus Christ going to the grave, going through all the situations that he went through has occurred. And so when they went there, they were still full of unbelief. You could see there was still doubt because he has already said that I'm going to come back alive on the third day. Let's read verse 5. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right wearing a white robe. And they were amazed. Why were they amazed? I thought about it. Why were they amazed? They were surprised. They saw a young man sitting there. And verse 6, and he said to them, do not be amazed. Do not be surprised. Because already Jesus have told you that he will resurrect it. Now today we live in a church that a lot of people are amazed of what God is able to do. A lot of people still have unbelief about whether God can heal them. Whether God can come through for them. Whether God, the power of God is still evident in today. Whether, whether Jesus is still alive. Whether God is even relevant in the situation that we find ourselves today. There are a lot of people who are in the church today or outside the church. They are full of doubt and unbelief. They do not believe that the grace of God is still available. They do not believe that the power of God is available. But I want to let you know that God's power is available. Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Jesus Christ of Nazareth has still power. There's still power in his name. Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the one that healed the sick, raised the dead, set the captives free. He, uh, the Bible said that he came to set the captives free. The oppressed were delivered out of Jesus' hand. The Bible said Jesus Christ of Nazareth, a man anointed of God, who went about doing good, healing those who were oppressed of the devil. The spirit of oppression that was upon people, of the devil put oppression on people. People were oppressed by the power and by the demonic forces of darkness. And Jesus Christ of Nazareth, man anointed of God, he has so much anointed that he breaks the power of the enemy. And I want you tell you that whatever situation that you find yourself, whatever sickness that have attacked your body, whatever spirit of infirmity that have attacked your body, by the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I rebuke that power. I take authority over that demonic spirit. I take authority over that power of the enemy in your body. That sickness in your body. I command it in the name of Jesus Christ. In the superior power of Jesus Christ over that infirmity out of your body. And so, you know, Jesus 
In verse number six, let me read. And he said to them, "Do not be don't be amazed. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who has been who has been who has been crucified. He has he has risen. He is no not here. Behold, here is a place where they laid him. Why are you looking for Jesus? He said, "When you are looking for Jesus, he's risen. Jesus is risen. He is no more here." to clear all doubt and to give evidence to sustain the evidence Jesus is no more in the grave verse number 7 but go tell his disciples peter and he's and he's going before you into galilee there you will see him just as he has said to you the angel told him Jesus is going ahead of you go and tell peter the leader go and tell peter that he's going ahead of him in Galilee verse number 8 and they went and find from the tomb verse number 7 but go and tell disciples peter and he's going before you in Galilee okay verse number 8 and they went out and fled from the tomb for trembling and astonishment they went out trembling and astonishment why were they shaking why were they full of fear why were they full of fright because they have never seen dead man raised from the dead they have seen dead people dead men raised because jesus raised lazarus from the dead but they have never seen jesus they love the, the jesus that they love has come out of the grave and they were so full of fear and trembling shaking what happened and astonished and grip had gripped them and they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid fear is what is killing the church today jesus is alive he has given us the audacity the power to come against every workings of the enemy in our lives these individuals were afraid to go and tell the world about Jesus that he is risen to tell the disciples that Jesus is risen now now in verse 9 and after he had risen early on the first day of the week he first appeared to Mary Magdalene from whom he had cast out seven devils verse number 10 she went and reported to those who had who had been with him while they were mourning and weeping verse number 11 and when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her they refused to believe they refused to believe unbelief is what is making a lot of people you know they are alive they, they, they don't believe they walk in unbelief They don't believe what God is saying. They don't believe God's word. They don't believe that God is able to make all grace abound. They don't believe that the power of God is able to heal them. They don't believe. Unbelief. They are full of doubt about what what God is able to do. They are full of doubt. Why would they refuse? It wasn't just that anybody said anything that was be uh, across the line. but they blindly refused to believe these individuals refused to believe that Jesus had been resurrected 
I mean, these people walked with Jesus for three and a half years of his ministry. But when he came to a time that, 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 that he came to a time that Jesus came from the grave and people told them that Jesus is alive today. Your Jesus is no more in the grave. He's alive. They refused to believe. They refused to believe. I, could, I can't believe that. And you don't need any evidence. Even in the court of law, when somebody bring you an evidence, evidence is all that matters, evidence. And Mary Magdalene saw Jesus. Other people have seen Jesus. And they came to tell people that we have seen the Savior of the world. Jesus is no more in the grave. They could not believe that evidence. Because in the court of law, everything is evidence. Evidence is what makes the case viable. And these people could not believe. They still refuse to believe. Listen, if you are hearing me this morning, I don't know what you're going through, but you cannot go on with unbelief. Unbelief is what makes the miracle delayed. Jesus said, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. If you will believe, you will see the power of God. If you believe, you will see the grace of God. If you believe, the power of God will touch you. If you believe, the grace of God will reach out to you. If you believe, blessed is he that believe, the Bible said, for there shall be a performance. If you believe, the grace of God will be available to you. If you believe all that is it is in your life, the sickness that you have in your body, that infirmity that you have in your body, your situation that you have, if you believe, you will see the power and the grace of God reach out to you. If you believe, Jesus Christ, blessed is man who believe and you shall see the grace of God. If you believe, it's important that you believe. It's important that you believe because there's enough evidence to substantiate that he's risen. There's enough evidence. You don't need, you don't need anything to challenge your opinion. There's enough evidence. By, the Bible says, by word of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. By, by the word of two or three witnesses. And there's enough evidence. There's not witnesses to attest to the fact that he is no more in the grave. But they refuse to believe. I believe that this, this very hour you're not going to stay with the people that refuse to believe. They refuse. They, they decided by their own volition that they're not going to believe. But I want to I want to challenge you that if you believe you will see the glory of God. If you believe you will see the power of God. If you believe you will see the anointing of the Holy Spirit break out in your life. If you believe you will see the grace of God prosper in your life. I don't know what you're going through but I don't know what sickness that it represents in your body. I don't know that infirmity that is in your body. But if you believe the power of God will break through in your life. I command the power of God over your life. I command every spirit of unbelief to rebuke, rebuke every spirit of unbelief out of your life. I pray. Let the spirit of God begin to touch you from the soles of your feet to the crown of your head. Every sickness, every spirit of infirmity out of your life. I command it out of your life this month, this hour. Verse number 12. And after he appeared in a different form, to the two on two of them while they were walking along on their way to the country they went away 
and reported it to the others, but they did not believe in them either. Listen, too much evidence, too much witnesses, yet they did not believe. Too much evidence. How there's so much evidence in the word of God. I believe that there's so much evidence in the word of God that whatever God has said is true. The Bible said by two immutable things it is impossible for Elohim to lie. God is not the man that will lie, not the son of man that will repent. I do not know what you are believing God for, but God will not lie. Whatever he has promised, the Bible says he has promised and he will never fail. Whatever word that he has given to his faithful and just to execute his word. So I pray for you this hour. Pray that whatever situation you find yourself in an unbelieving way, that you do not believe the power of God and the power of the scriptures and you think that all these things is a sham. I command the power of God that as you hear the sound of my voice, I command the power of God to touch your body. The two men that were walking in the country, he appeared to them. They went back, reported to them. The people could not believe. This is a serious situation. People full of doubt. And we have so many people like that today who are full of doubt, have are full of doubt and unbelief. There's nothing that will, like, a, like I hear today, the president of Philippines says that if you can, if you can prove that there is God, then I, I, I will leave the presidency. There are people who are full of doubt like that man. He's so full of doubt and unbelief. And I, but I pray that may God open his eyes to see. I pray that may God touch his eyes. I pray that his eyes of understanding be opened. May God reveal himself to him. I pray that this man, may God reveal himself today. Let the power of God break through in his life. Let the spirit of God touch his heart and touch his eyes. Let God open and fold, remove the scales from his eyes for him to know that there is a God. The Bible says only the fool who has no recognition of God. But I pray that his eyes, the scales will be removed from his eyes that he may know that there is a God in heaven. Verse number 14. And afterward he appeared to the 11, the 11 of them, 11 themselves as they were reclining at the table. And he, he, he approached, he, he reproached them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they, they had not believed those who had seen him after he has risen. He approached them and he reproached them, he rebuked them. So why? I mean, a lot of accounts, a lot of witnesses have come to tell you that I'm alive, yet they did not believe. So he rebuked them about the unbelief. But in verse number 15, he said to them, this is your mandate, your overall mandate. When he, when he appeared to them, he gave them a mandate. This is their overall mandate. Listen, let me tell you people, I don't know the situation you find yourself. I don't know what you're going through. But we have been given a mandate this is the overall mandate. This is the overall purpose, the plan, the design, the agenda of heaven. This is the overall mandate. Jesus said, I'm giving you a new commandment. I'm giving you a new work to do. I'm giving you a new task to pursue. 
I'm giving you a new sense of purpose. That the ministry is not all about the, the fame and the riches and the celebrity status and all the things that we have come to see from the mega churches and all these big churches and all these flamboyant stuff that we have come to see. This is the map, the purposes of God. This is the, the, the overall mandate of the kingdom of heaven. And so Jesus said in verse 15, he said, go into the world, go into the world. It is said that go into the world or go into the world around you. Go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation, the gospel. The emphasis was go into the world, not to show your celebrity status, not to fly your big airplanes, not to demonstrate that you have been fulfilled or you've been blessed, but go into the world and preach what? The gospel. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. Jesus' mandate was to go into the world and preach the gospel. It was, the emphasis was the gospel. It wasn't about go and show yourself to other people or go and prove that you are the most anointed person. But he said, go into the world and when you go into the world, well, your task is to preach the gospel that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. He's no more in the grave. He's no more being tied up in the rapplings of the grave. Jesus is alive. The Son of God is alive. He laid down his life for our sins and he's back again. Jesus is alive. He has the power to remit sins and to forgive sins. So go into the world and preach the gospel. It was all about the gospel. In verse 16 he said, he who, he who has believed and have been baptized shall be saved but he who does not believe shall be condemned that means that if you go and preach the gospel those who believe the gospel those who believe the gospel of our lord jesus because the gospel is all about jesus about what he came to do and his 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 his, his, his and and his resurrection the gospel is all about what he came to do and his resurrection. So go and preach to, to, to the masses about Jesus Christ and his resurrection. And so those who believe shall be saved. For those who did not, who those don't believe shall be condemned. You know, God, the Bible said God did not send his son to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. He doesn't want to condemn you. He doesn't, he's not a God that wants to condemn you, that wants to destroy you, wants to, wants to uh, uh, destroy your life. He did not come there. That wasn't his task. That wasn't his purpose. For God did not send Jesus to come and condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. And that's why when you read the book of John chapter 3 verse 17, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish right see he should not perish god said if you believe in him he doesn't want you to perish but you can have an experience of everlasting life a life that oh god that is good everlasting everlasting life god did not send his son for he sent his son, for God so loved the world, he loved this world, that, you know, when you go and preach the gospel, it was all about the love of God. 
And so in verse 17, he said, When you go, these signs shall follow them that are, these signs shall accompany them that believe in my name, in my name. Listen, the, the Bible said God has given Jesus a name that is above every other name. They are the mention of his name. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. I believe in this passage of scripture. I believe in the power of this scripture. Jesus said, when you go, go into the world and preach the gospel. And he said, these signs shall accompany, shall follow, accompany. Go with them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. In verse 18, they will pick up serpent. They will drink and any deadly decision, any deadly poison. It shall not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. In my name. The point here is that not in your destiny, not in your in yourself, but in the name of Jesus. It's like, you know, the the all the ambassadors that have been sent to represent America or represent any other nation, you do not go in your your name. You go to represent that nation. You carry the the the, the banner of that nation. You do the biddings of that nation. You represent the nation. So you do not go in your own authority. You go oh god the authority is in the name that you represent or the country that you represent and jesus is saying to them so go that this is worse so go and preach the gospel to all nations baptizing them in the name of the lord those who believe shall be saved those who disbelieve shall be condemned but he said in my this sign shall follow them that 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 believe in my name in my name. He said they will lay hands of the sick and they shall recover. Is there any sick person hearing me today? Is there anybody affected with infirmity? Is there anybody who has sickness in his body? Is there anybody who is going through situations that need remedy? Is there anybody that need restoration? Is there anybody that need the healing power of Jesus Christ? Is there anybody that need the touch of God? Is there anybody that need the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Is there anybody that need the touch of the Holy Spirit in their life? Is there anybody that need God? this hour. The Bible said, go in my name. In my name you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I command the sick to God to receive the healing power of Jesus Christ. I command the sick to be healed. I command every spirit of infirmity to be healed. I command every work of the enemy from the soles of your feet to the crown of your head. I command that spirit of infirmity out of your body. In the name of Jesus, I break every power of unbelief and I command every spirit of infirmity out of your body right now. Every spirit of doubt, every power of unbelief be broken right now. I break every power of unbelief and doubt in the name of Jesus. Blessed is he that believe for there shall be a fulfillment and a performance. I prayed in the mighty name of Jesus that whatever represent blockade, whatever represent of God a weight in your life, whatever represent any situation in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus said go and preach the gospel baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said lay hands on the sick 
and they shall recover. I command the sick, oh God, to recover. I command the sick to be healed. I command infirmities to leave the bodies of people. I command every yoke to be broken out of your life. I command your ear to be open. I command your deaf tongue to be open. I command your 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 tongue to your dumb tongue to be open. I command the blindness of your eyes to be open. I command every infirmity in your body, cancer, tumor, uh, blood pressure, diabetes. I command that infirmity in your body, out of your body, in the name of Jesus Christ. I command every 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 pain. I command every pain in your body, every pain in your body, in the name of Jesus Christ, from the source of your feet to the crown of your head. Every pain in your body, I command it to leave right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke every infirmity out of your body right now. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the name that is above every other name. By the mention of that name, I command every spirit of infirmity to leave your body. No more doubt or unbelief. The disciples and all the matters were full of doubt and unbelief. They could not believe what God, Jesus, had told them that he will be resurrected. But I'm very particular about his mandate that go and preach the gospel. Paul said the gospel is the power of God. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God. I command the power of God to be released upon you. I command the power of God to break forth on you. I command the power of God to touch you right now. I command the power of God over your back. I command healing right now in the name of Jesus. Let there be healing in your body right now. In Jesus' name. My dear brother, my name is Reverend Mark Osei, a champion of Calvary City Chapel, Lynchburg, Virginia. This very hour, I just want to bless God on your behalf. I pray for you. Before I run, I pray for you. The unbelief stop the people from doing the work of God. Unbelief stop them. You see, the devil brings an unbelief and doubt in your heart so that you will not do the work of God. They were full of unbelief, of all the circumstantial evidence that were given to them, of all the witnesses that came to testify that he's no more in the grave, he's risen. The people refused to believe. I pray for you this morning, this very hour. I just want to pray for you that if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, whatever is happening around us today, with all the virus that's killing 2,000 people a day, every day people are dying. I just want to present to you Jesus Christ. That is the gospel. That if you give your life to Jesus, your life will never be the same. Say with me, Lord Jesus, today I receive you into my life. Today I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. Today I make a decision to follow you all the days of my life. Jesus, forgive me and cleanse me from all my sins. Save me today and make me the kind of person you want me to be. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me and thank you for coming into my heart. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for saving this individual. I thank you for touching this individual. I thank you for the glory of God upon her life. I thank you for receiving the sinner. You said, when one sinner repent, the whole company of angels celebrate. I give you praise and I give you glory for his or her life. 
Let me tell you this morning, this very hour, may God bless you. May God reach out to you. May God touch you. My name is Reverend Mark Osea Champong. And this is your day of breaking away from the power of doubt. God bless you. I'll see you again. Bye-bye.